And a very good Sunday morning behind the scenes interview time here on Worcester Radio. Ron Hamilton with you today. Talking with us on the telephone is our friend from the OSU Extension Office, Melinda Hill, here on WQKT, AM 960 WKVX, and streaming online at WQKT.com. Melinda, as always, uh, very good morning. Thanks for taking the time here with us today. Thank you, Ron. It's great to be here. A lot of things change uh, over the last couple months, uh, to say the least, but some things are still the same. Uh, it is the season for canning, freezing, drying, and preserving summer's bounty. Um, if you've got a garden out there, um, regardless of everything else happening, you, you're still getting that stuff coming in. Uh, it would like more rain, obviously, but you've got a garden and you got to prepare yourself for the winter. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And, and, and we usually do every year talk about canning and, and, and things of that nature. So uh, let's delve right into it, shall we? That sounds like a great idea. One of the things that I don't want us to forget, so I'm going to say it up front and then we can remind our listeners at the end, that um, I will be at Layman's in Kidron on August the 27th, and Kate Shoemaker will be at Mount Hope on the 26th of August. So... um, We have done this for years to do free gauge-style pressure canner testing at that. This year, we do need to have appointments, so please either call our office or call the store and make an appointment to be able to bring your canners in. I realize that, um, you know, that may be late for some of you, so if you need to have your canner tested before then, please call either Kate in Holmes County or myself here in Wayne County, and we'll be happy to try and set up an individual appointment um, for you so that you can get started with your canning of vegetables as they become ready in the garden. And again, that's coming up on August 27th, Layman's and Kidron, 9 to 4 that day. Uh, And again, Melinda said by appointment only, also the 26th. In Mount Hope, again, that's 9 to 4, and again, uh, by appointment only, uh, important to to make sure that uh, you don't just show up the day of. Melinda, you do this every year, and and we'll kind of jump around here, but as far as testing canners, can you explain the importance? Because I'm sure some people might think, okay, I've been doing this my whole life, I don't need it tested. Talk about the importance of making sure that you get that tested. Absolutely. So... I'd like to start the conversation by saying there's different types of canners. If you have a Miro canner, um, they only have a weight. They have a vent pipe and a weight. And actually, there's some Prestos out there that are weighted canners. And if you have one of those, then unless you're having problems with it, you really don't need to have it tested. That weight is never going to change. You may lose it or misplace it and have to buy a new one, but the weight itself is never going to change. For the Miro, the main challenge we have with lots of use is the gaskets. And so if for any 
canner that you have, if it has a gasket, take that gasket and kind of roll it over uh, your fingers. And if you can see little tiny cracks on either side of it, or if the gasket is too small to stay in place in the lid of the canner, then it's probably time to replace it. But if it looks uh, pliable and you don't see any of those little cracks, then you might try soaking it in hot water for about uh, 10 to 15 minutes and then put it back into the lid, and that will help it expand enough so that you should get a secure seal. When we're talking about the gauge itself, that's the one that we are concerned about because if it's bumped or dropped or even if it's just used a lot, it can, um, can I say, become uncalibrated where it doesn't read accurately. The reason that those canners need to be tested is to make sure that we are getting up to um, 10 to 11 pounds pressure that reaches 240 degrees, all right? And that's the key number to be able to kill botulism. When we talk about boiling water, Ron, do you remember back in science class what temperature water boils at? I'm thinking it's 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Is that correct? It is. It is. And no matter how long I boil water, it's always going to be at 212 degrees. That will not kill botulism. That's why we can't water bath uh, process any of our vegetables because that won't kill botulism. I've got to pressure can them, and I've got to get it above 240 degrees. And that's what taking our, my pressure in a Miro canner, it's 10 pounds. In a Presto or a Gage style canner, it's, it's at 11 pounds. So depending upon the type of canner you have, that dictates how often and why you have to have it calibrated. USDA gives us that have been trained and use a testing unit, a two-pound leeway. So if there's a variation in the way that your gauge reads and the way mine does, then we can say, oh, well, you need to add a pound or add two pounds to bring yours up to be able to read what mine does. And I send mine back every year to have it tested and calibrated by Presto. So it's just a, a safety feature for home food preservation that I encourage everyone to have their canner tested um, on a yearly basis. All right, Melinda, in addition to canning, uh, let's talk about some of the other things uh, that you can do this time of year uh, as far as, you know, bringing in the crop, if you will, from the garden out back. Well, just some some general things. Um, first of all, let me say that if you are um, working online or you are um, looking for individual recipes, check out Ohio Line or the National Center for Home Food Preservation has a wonderful library of resources. 
Um, so, in general, when we begin to think about uh, getting our, our produce ready to go, ideally for the greatest nutritional value, we want to process within 24 hours of picking. So, um, I most of us, I would think, don't want to leave our, our product just sitting while we are getting ready. Make sure that you have planned ahead, that you have the time, your canner's ready to go, you have all the lids that you're going to need, etc., and then um, process within 24 hours for the best quality. Every year, I am... Uh, I, I get a few phone calls on what to do with jars that don't seal. Essentially, there are three options. Do you by chance know what those are? Oh, I'm going to strike out here, Melinda. I have no idea. <laughs> well, one and probably the most obvious is, okay, well, this jar didn't seal. This is what we're having for supper, okay? It's safe at that point. I can just go ahead and put it in the refrigerator until we're ready to use it and then be able to enjoy it. Um, I can put it in the freezer because obviously it's been more than blanched, but I can, uh, especially if, hopefully this doesn't happen, but if I get a bad batch of lids and none of them seal, I don't want to have to go to all the work again so I can put it in the freezer. But my third option would be the one I just said. I can start over with clean jars and new lids, and I can reprocess them, but it has to be back to the original time. So if I'm doing pints of green beans for 20 minutes, then I need to reprocess for that length of time for, for 20 minutes as I am reprocessing it as well. Melinda, I'm sure you get asked this a lot. How long can you keep home canned products? I'm sure some people think that, okay, it's canned, it's good forever. I'm sure that's not the case, though. Well, USDA guidance is um, for best nutritional quality and flavor and nutrient value within 12 months. Okay? So, it's a really good thing to have a conversation Ideally, in the spring, as we're planting our gardens, to say, how much do I need? Do I have any leftover from last year? It doesn't mean that when 12 months is up, I need to open up the jars and throw things away. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for, for best quality, the guidance is within 12 months. But I would definitely try and use them within 24 months. So that gives us a time period to be able to say, what do I need to plant in my garden? Or if I'm purchasing, what do I need to purchase so that I can plan out how often are we going to eat green beans? Or how often am I going to use the tomatoes or salsa or whatever it is that I am having the, um, um, whatever it is I'm thinking about. And then remember that I, it's a lot of time and effort. So as you're thinking and, and planning with your family, if your family has always liked frozen applesauce versus canned applesauce, 
if you're going to try something new, try it in small quantities, I guess was my point, because it does have a different flavor and texture. Green beans canned versus frozen. If they've always had them one way and like it one way, if you're going to change, just think about smaller quantities. Well, Melinda, I know we had a couple of other things we wanted to get to today, but unfortunately we've run out of time. However, um, you are the expert on this, so if people out there, first-timers or people that simply have questions about canning, uh, if they need to get in contact with you one way or the other, how can they do that? Absolutely. Please check out our website at wayne.osu.edu. Um, there are both articles and um, information on canning produce there. If you are having a particular concern or issue, please feel free to reach out and contact me at 330-264-8722 or my email is hill.14 at osu.edu. Melinda Hill, again, our guest in studio this morning here on Behind the Scenes, 104.5 WQKT and AM 960 WKVX. Melinda, thanks as always. Appreciate the time. You're more than welcome, Ron. Thank you. Have a great summer, everyone. More on the way. We'll check in with your area weather forecast up next.